1: Our guest today is Marquita White, workforce training and development manager at the New Orleans Culinary and Hospitality Institute, otherwise known as NOKI. The school is now accepting applications for its Pathways for Upward Mobility program, which is focused on BIPOC hospitality professionals. Marquita White, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Okay, so for those who don't know, what is NOKI?
0: So, Noki is the New Orleans Culinary and Hospitality Institute. And Noki opened in January of 2019 with a goal of providing more accessible, innovative educational programming centered around food and hospitality. The largest program is the certificate program, which is an accelerated vocational style training that aspiring chefs can complete in 100 working days as opposed to a two year or a four year degree. We have tracks in culinary arts and baking and pastry arts. Um, And in addition to that, we had our first Learning Skills for Life cohort in early 2020. And since then, we have launched Pump, which I run in the fall of
1: 2021. So is Noki an alternative to these famous cooking schools you've heard about for years? Is this a thing now where someone can choose to come to New Orleans versus going somewhere else?
0: Yes, it's definitely... um, More streamlined, definitely more culinary focused than most programs, more intensive than, you know, your cooking class here or there, your enthusiast class here or there, Um, mostly in the way that we actually offer an actual curriculum. And we just kind of shorten it as opposed to having you go through like an entire, um, I don't know, four year degree program, Um, but you still get the same amount of education that you would in
1: like an extensive style program. How did you join the organization and what have you worked on in your time there? I'm curious about you and your background.
0: So yeah, so I have been, I'm born and raised New Orleans and got my start in this industry as a hostess in one of our French Quarter establishments and kind of just picked it up as a part-time job, I guess kind of like most people in hospitality. Right. And then was able to just realize that I was really great at just handling this industry and being a part of it and just wanted to know more and decided to further my career when I was in college. um, I I was working a part-time job as a server and then just got very involved in getting swept up in New Orleans culture, hospitality industry and started this pathway where I began as um, a corporate trainer for a corporate restaurant and then got into training management for that restaurant and was pursued for multiple uh, management positions and um, well, my niche being training, Um, I had an opportunity to see a lot of great concepts in New Orleans, work with a lot of different companies and just enhance my education as far as experience in probably one of the most grueling but intensive and wonderful industries um, in the city. So was able to kind of progress from there and ended up in hospitality management and Um, the way I, my path crossed with Noki was, uh, I had, um, gotten to this point in my career where I was getting ready to like become a managing partner for a corporate style organization. But throughout my career, I realized that, you know, by me being a female black, um, mother, woman, how I identify in this industry, um, my career path was probably more challenging than most. Right. Um, and that just made me realize that someone needs to be here, like advocating for the good parts of this industry and how more people from the BIPOC community in particular um, can find themselves advancing um, in an industry where uh, New Orleans' population is 60% black and only 3% of management positions held in hospitality are held by BIPOC community members. So when this opportunity came along, I was like, man, I don't have anything to lose. I'm gonna just, I wanna go for this, you know, and be able to try to helped change this paradigm. And um, Noki welcomed me with open arms. So they gave me a, a safe space to be able to build programming like this for my community and for me to be able to represent that community. And I'm super excited about that opportunity.
1: You explained the reason why this program exists a minute ago when you said that only 3% of the management positions are held by BIPOC community. So can you talk to me about what this program is, and how it's designed to address that reality.
0: Sure. So we built the Pathways for Upward Mobility Program, or PUMP. And PUMP is New Orleans' only workforce development program that is specifically aimed at challenging um, racial inequity and diversifying leadership in New Orleans' culinary and hospitality industries.
1: Yeah, let's just talk a little bit about the curriculum. What is it that you're going to teach people to help address that problem?
0: So just, uh, just to give a general idea, we um, do an eight-week program. It's a free grant-based program. Um, so our students will spend eight weeks with us. And through each week, we focus on a specific set of proficiencies that are needed to advance in hospitality. So um, for instance, in week one, we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, we give our students' training on how to become better managers, how to sort of navigate in the hospitality business world um, when you're coming from an entry-level position, um, having that gray area of not knowing what it takes to kind of get you to management level. So we talk about that first week, we go into um, introduction to actual operations of establishments, meaning um, what is the front of house? What is the back of house? What is, how does the bar affect your entire organization? And then we kind of, segue into um, harmonizing that space. Um, We find that in the hospitality industry, a big thing that uh, you'll find is that there's this huge divide between like the houses in a restaurant or in a hotel establishment where it's like front of house knows about this and back of house kind of knows about this and the bar stays in its own lane. But uh, we talk about kind of harmonizing that space and sort of creating a balance where everybody feels um, included. And they do feel you know, that it's equitable to everyone who's involved. Um, and then from there we progress into um a little bit more intensive, um, social intensive education where we talk about kind of the history of black business and um why over history it, it's been shown that, you know, statistically black businesses tend to fail a little bit more so than most hospitality businesses. And um we kind of go into why that is um from talking, of going back to like the Freedmen's Bureau bill, all the way up to the social injustices that have been experienced in the last couple of years and how that has affected black business um, and BIPOC business just in general. And then we just kind of go more into our technical skills. So we provide like serve safe manager level training and um, national tip certification for our students. And then we, kind of talk, uh, delve into food safety. We talk about um, kitchen math, like a pe- applied math skills, such as menu costing. Um, how do I build a menu? How do I cost the items that go on this menu? What is a profit and loss statement? How does that work? How do we take real world scenarios that would affect my profit and loss statement? How do I adjust to those things? Um, and then we just kind of progress more into the people side. So we get through technical skills and then we go into talking about how we can be better for our workforces, how we can be better managers from the Bi- yes from the BIPOC community, but um, better to manage establishments overall. So how do we communicate with our employees better to build um, more attention in the workforce these days, especially with how the times are and, you know, businesses having to suffer through labor shortage and things of that nature. We want to teach our managers how to continue to have people come into this industry. And once they come into establishments to feel comfortable and like they want to be there. Um, and then also to to sort of shy away from this idea that the service industry is so hard and it's so grueling and, you know, it's, 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 I mean, for lack of better terms, it can be abusive, whether that's mentally, you know, or right, however. Right. Um. So yeah, we take a lot of time and we focus that with our, our, New managers is what I like to call them. And um, then after... New
1: managers? Yeah.
0: That's the idea. You know, we want everybody to have manager level education once they leave us. And then um, our very last step is that we kind of put them on a pathway to um, an opportunity for entrepreneurship. So... Um, They'll go through um, learning about self-care and learning about financial viability, whether that's personal or for your business. Um, We sort of give you what certifications and licensing you may need if you want to start a small business or you want
1: to start your own restaurant idea. Um, And then
0: we get them to graduate.
1: Gotcha. So who teaches this curriculum and does it all happen in the classroom or is it scattered around?
0: So I am the primary instructor for the curriculum. Um, where we hold most of our classes inside of um, Noki the Establishment, Um, which is a very beautiful opportunity for our students to also be a part of the inclusion step when it comes down to Noki because our program is um, we're in a classroom where we're centered. Um, Everybody can kind of see that we're there. So that makes our students feel really included. Um, But also we have the opportunity to call in um, guest instructors or guest speakers who come in and teach very specific lessons to our students. Um, we have a gentleman named Steve Woodruff who works with Commander's Palace who comes in to teach our students about the profit and loss statement, like beginning to end line by line. And um, one of our director of education, she controls the um, math aspect of our curriculum. She comes in and does a very intensive week with them. And you know we go through assignments and different things um, we also had an opportunity to have Travis Chase from Dookie Chase come in and talk to our students also just about maintaining a business and the impact of a black establishment who's, that's very long standing, has a wonderful reputation and how it's impacted this community. Um, so yeah, we get an opportunity to, they, they do get to hear me as the primary, but um, they do have an opportunity to get a little bit of variety when it comes down to instruction.
1: Understood. And how often are you in there teaching?
0: So we are in class um, Monday through Wednesday, most weeks, save maybe one or two weeks when we're there, maybe Monday and Wednesday, as opposed to all three days. But um, And then they're with us from 8 to noon most days, except for when they're getting their serve-safe education, which is a full day. Um, But they're with us from 8 to noon, and we chose those hours because they're more specific to the needs of the hospitality community um, and hospitality workers in the way that... um, you know, most restaurants are slower, most hotels are slower during Monday through Wednesday, so it provides more of an opportunity for our students to be able to actually commit
1: to the curriculum. Understood. So a lot of the students are most likely also working somewhere at a restaurant or something similar.
0: Yes, and most likely, um, most of the people who qualify for our program, they just have to be 18 years of older, um, have a genuine interest in hospitality, or already um, be vetted in the hospitality industry, and we just want to you know, offer this to that demographic as much as possible.
1: Gotcha. And to be clear, this is a grant-supported program, so it's it's no cost to the student? No cost to the student. Understood. Okay. Now, you you did one cycle through and you graduated a cohort in December. Is that correct? That's correct. So what were the success stories and lessons learned from that process?
0: Um, I think, well we had an opportunity to survey our students. So our first cohort ended up, we graduated uh, six students total. They were all um, African American males who, um, I had a a range of students. So we had everyone from your classic um, server all the way up into um, higher level banquet management. Um, and our students, uh, uh, quite a few of them already had a little bit of management experience, but ba- but were basically just kind of looking to get to the next level of their careers. Um, even one of our students, who the gentleman who was a server, he was um, a mu- he was in a much older um, age group, very very vetted, very experienced in this industry, um, but was just looking for you know where he could go next, and especially with the state of our workforce today. Um, It was an awesome experience to be able to watch him go from um, being a career server to literally getting the education from us and then turning entrepreneur dead set in the middle of our program. (laughs) Um, But we've also had um, our valedictorian was a gentleman who was one of the sous chefs at Sobu, New Orleans. And um, he was, you know, just started off in this industry. He had his own ideas, had his own business plan, kind of ready to go. Um, and through our program, he was able to make some awesome connections with a lot of restaurant groups and owners in the city who um, are helping point him on the right direction to get his own business going um, and being very instrumental in helping him get that started. So we were really excited to be able to create that opportunity for networking for a lot of them um, in this capacity.
1: Well, it sounds like since Noki was founded by T. Martin and Dickie Brennan and some of these other titans that just participating in this program puts you in a space where you're going to maybe overlap with and run into some people who could have an impact on your career.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, T. Martin has been very instrumental and she's always looking to find out what's going on with our PUMP students every time she visits, um, the impact of how our students' perspective will affect, you know, how to help change their restaurant groups for the better. And uh, we're really excited to actually have the opportunity to be able to communicate with such influential people um, with a program like this that is, is I think, a niche that's needed in New Orleans that I don't think very many people are focusing on.
1: Right. We've only got a few more minutes, but I want to ask you about the pandemic and how this has affected everything from the industry to Noki to the pump program. In the big picture, how has the pandemic Revealed some things that might be problems or opportunities in in the hospitality industry in general.
0: Well, um, it definitely brought to light that our industry is in need of a change. Um, just in overall and in general, the way that the service industry has been run across this country um, has not always been the most appealing for those who are trying to enter into or go back to the workforce. Um, we've seen a lot of. Um, I guess you would say uh, backing away from our industry um, just because most people have an opportunity now to just try to venture off into other things and take this time where they're stuck at home or being having to the unfortunate situation of being furloughed and just spending more time trying to figure themselves out. Um, This became a great opportunity for us to sort of take a look at the current state of the hospitality industry and figure out how we can sort of shift it to um this idea of positive hospitality culture that's the big thing that we're trying to push from Noki is that we want to be that that entity that is pushing that message out there that you know this industry it yes, we know um uh, many people feel like it's really hard um but it can also be very lucrative um there are multiple facets that have opened up as uh, great opportunities in our industry, whether that is accommodations or distribution or um general just new restaurant styles being welcomed into our communities, it's um, the pandemic has just kind of created this opportunity for us to do a a positive shift and help make our industry just better overall.
1: Right, and another factor is that I sense that there's just so many jobs right now too. So it seems like as as people graduate from your program, there's gonna be uh, operations ready to snatch up you know, snatch up the uh, valedictorians every time because there's just an opportunity.
0: Absolutely. And I I wanted to say, too, that, you know, by us being able to be able to focus on this niche, um, we find that restaurants are now needing more um, leadership in their establishments in order to help things just move along. Um, The importance of having good leadership, people who are going to continue to bring employees in and retain them, um, people who have very much a, a whole lot of experience doing this industry, um, understanding how grueling it can be, being able to adapt in a lot of these situations, especially with a city like New Orleans, where we're so tourism focused. Um, upper, I think upper level management is needed in a lot of establishments right now. So um, like I said, we have the opportunity to kind of capitalize on that niche and um, provide this kind of training for businesses to continue to be able to build and
1: grow in hospitality. Understood. I'm going to ask you the same last question I ask everybody, which is from your perspective, as we hopefully look past this Omicron wave into the rest of 2022, what makes you feel worried about your industry and what makes you feel optimistic?
0: Um, The thing that worries me, I think, about our industry is just that while we are doing everything that we can to get this work incorporated into our industry, um, we're going to need help from the actual business owners themselves and um, a lot of our larger restaurant groups to sort of begin to shift their mentalities about this industry as well and start to support more of these ideas of diversity and equity and inclusion um, in the hospitality industry because ultimately, I think it would just make things better for all of us, whether that is financially or um, just morale wise or um, in building this industry and making it just a great industry to be a part of. Um, And the thing that I'm least worried about is I don't think our industry is going anywhere anytime soon. Um, Fortunately for us, um, it's coming where people are more interested in getting back out into the world. They want to be more social. They want to visit New Orleans again. We've got Mardi Gras coming up. Yeah. Um, so just the idea that the service industry will never die. Um, and we will always have a place to go and be, especially those of us who are career servers and consider this industry an art. Um, but I, I that's the thing that I'm not worried about is that New Orleans... Uh, hospitality. It won't go anywhere. It just needs to get a little
1: bit better first. <laughs> nice. Well, Marquita White, it sounds like a wonderful program and I'm impressed with all you're doing. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.